0: Um, today we are speaking with Adam Richards And he's from England uh, Where in England are you from, Adam? Yeah, It's a small town called Barnstable It's spelled um,
1: barn and then the word staple Like together, not like two separate words That's just an easy way of explaining yeah. what it's called um, It's in the southwest of England And it's in a county called Devon Uh, Is that near any, like, major British cities or Um, cities? Well, in relation to London, it's it's like the equivalent of going from D.C. to Blacksburg, so about four, four and a half hours' drive. So a good drive. Yeah, which is like the other side of the country
0: to us. Yeah. So So I take it you live in, like, rural England then? Rural Um,
1: England. um, Devon um, has two major cities, one of them being Plymouth, which most Americans have heard of, um, because... if you look at the map of England, you've got, like, uh, the southwest of England, like a peninsula. Um, and then Devon has the north coast and the south coast, Plymouth being on the south coast, and
0: my town being on the north coast. Okay, all right, so what, what is the uh, the geography like there? Is it a lot, a lot like, you know, uh, naturally you've seen U.S. rural, I mean, let's face it, Blacksburg's kind of in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you've seen, like, driving from the airport down here, mm-hmm. some, some of the countryside. So what all of these, you, you know, is England any different? Sort of um, I would say that uh, to
1: do with you know greenery, um, forests, things like that, quite similar. Um, except, rural America has a lot more wild kind of, you know, geography. So, y- you wouldn't really be able to go anywhere in England and drive down a highway and see just wild forest either side of you. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be land that's being used for farming uh like for crops or for dairy farmers things like that so it's yeah. all just rolling fields like with you know hedgerows stuff like that that's what you typically see so it's a lot more like a lot more developed developed farmland. yeah agriculturally it's a lot more developed a bit like when you're driving into Blacksburg and just before you get to the turning you'll see like you know fields over side of yeah. you like yeah. cleared land it's okay. like that pretty much all over
0: so kind of like pastures and yeah that pretty kind stuff. okay cool cool um So, do you ever go to the city? Like, do you have any relatives there? Um, What do you mean by city? Like, any particular city or just Um, cities in general? I mean, any major city. I mean, Plymouth or London. Have you ever been to London? Yeah, I've been to London a couple times. I uh, lived there uh,
1: when I was about six months old. So, I don't really remember it um, for about (coughs) six months. But then, apart from that, I've always lived in the same town called Barnstable. Um, But family-wise, visiting people... um, Not really that much, actually. Uh, Most of my family is from the North Devon area, so I haven't really got much incentive to go other places in England. I've probably seen more of America than I've actually seen of England. (laughs) That's kind of ironic. (laughs) I know it's funny, isn't it? I've been to like twelve states, and I probably haven't been to twelve counties in England.
0: Yeah. So that's that's kind of funny. Yeah. Um, Are you near the Wales border? Because I know Wales is like Southwest England too, isn't it? Well, Wales, you got the um, like I
1: said, the like I always say that England or like the UK is kind of shaped like a a foot or a sock Mm -hmm. so you've got the toe bit that's where i'm from and then i don't know what Wales would be maybe some kind of tumor on your foot (laughs) i'm not sure really sure what to say um but you got me on the north (coughs) devon coast and then above me is the bristol channel which is just above and then above that is wales so yeah if you went directly north across the bristol channel then you'd make it to wales but to be able to actually get anywhere in wales uh, which I've been before, actually, to visit a family member. You have to drive all the way around, oh. so it's kind it's of a pain. I guess a bit it's of like, a drive. I guess it's like going from Connecticut to Long Island. Yeah, you
0: know, oh, yeah, you have yeah. to go all around, all around and loop around. Yeah. Um, you said you're near a coastline. Is that is it kind of like a beach or is it like oh, yeah, yeah. rocks on the, the sides? Right.
1: There. Um, well, it depends where you go. It's got some of the best beaches um, in the world, actually. Oh. Um, like for surfing and what. Uh, whatever and then there's so there's those beaches and then you get those rocky areas as yeah, well yeah of course so yeah it's, it's actually really nice to get a lot of tourists come down that way yeah to, uh, mainly domestic tourists see the area but, do
0: you vacation there a lot or
1: well I mean living right next to the beach i only 10 minutes drive so yeah, I'll go there <laughs> That's every That's kind of nice. It's really <laughs> nice, yeah. I mean, not during the winter, but in the summer oh, it can course, get almost hot enough to be able to get in the water and not feel...
0: Almost hot enough? Yeah, like, I mean, the water is never warm by any means, but it's bearable in yeah, the summer. You guys are a little further north. What kind of temperatures are we talking in summer and um, winter for Britain? Well,
1: it should be really cold because it's quite far north. But um, from the Gulf Stream from coming up from Mexico, it keeps it quite temperate. So I'd say there's actually less temperature variation in England than there is in somewhere like Blacksburg because Blacksburg can be 100 in the summer, and then maybe I don't know how cold it can potentially get in the winter, but definitely below freezing. Tell me about it, yeah. Whereas, <laughs> it, uh... whereas back in the UK, um, I'd say that uh, average temperature in the summer would be mid 80s, maybe lower, and then in the winter, probably
0: just around freezing. So yeah.
1: you know, it's fairly consistent.
0: Okay, that's it's kind of interesting. You guys get a lot of rain and stuff there. Like, oh. I've always heard, uh, you know, England gets tons of rain. Yep. It <laughs> rains. Like, I, I uh, actually love it here
1: because of the lack of rain. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't rain nearly as much here as it does back in my hometown. I mean, yeah, especially because where I'm from, all the rain's coming up um, from, like I said, the Gulf of Mexico. And, like, where I'm from is the first place to get hit by rain.
0: So. I should bring you up to Winchester sometime. We never get any rainfall up there. Yeah, um, it probably rains more often than it doesn't, I'd say. Maybe a little less. I don't know. So you said you've been to like Plymouth and uh, you know London a few times, mm-hmm. and you also said you've you know toured you know the US a good bit too. So I'm sure you've been to a US city. Are the cities like different? Are there any anything that really stands out in the construction or the layout of the cities that kind of surprises you? Um, well, I'd say US
1: cities, uh, any kind of town, you can tell that it hasn't been around for long. Yeah. You know, like, everything is based around the car. That's that's the main difference, is that U.S. cities were built around the car, whereas every town or city in the U.K. was not. So you'll find that all these buildings are really close together. It just seems to be all compacted, and it's, like, not friendly for a car to get around.
0: Yeah, you'll a little find more clustered.
1: Oh, yeah, a lot more. So that's the main difference, and you can just see that the, the buildings are older, and, you know, they're in funny shapes and stuff. Because... Yeah. They were just built before they were building standards today. I mean, they're still perfectly safe buildings,
0: but they just look like different. they've got some time to them. Yeah. Um, you mentioned it's kind of difficult to get around in a car. Mm-hmm. Did you ever have a car when you were growing up?
1: Uh, well, I moved over here. The um, driving age, that you have to be 17 to get a driving like, permit um, or like a uh, provisional license, as we call it. And then after that, you can take your test. So I was doing driving lessons and stuff, but... I moved over shortly after I turned
0: 17, so mm-hmm. I never really got a chance to do it. Okay. So I drive on the left as well. Yeah, okay. naturally, naturally. <laughs> um, I mean, I think it's just the U.S. and the Philippines that drive on the right, right? Oh, there's, the whole, there's most of the world, really. Yeah. There's, there's more, more of the world driving on the right than they do on the left. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, um, have you ever been, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i got to think about that for a second. Um, have you ever been to, like, mainland Europe? Like, I mm-hmm. mean, you know, I know that's kind of close, too. Is it, like, common for you know, the British to just fly over the channel? Is it like a cheap vacation or?
1: Um, Well, I've, I've been to France, Germany, and Belgium. Um, And those were all on like, apart from one time, those are all on school trips. Um, I would say like traveling in the U S going from state to state is nothing. You know, Um, I have family across country, whatever, whereas traveling around Europe is not really done as much because there's just so many more cultural divides. Mm hmm it's It's a scary idea to go to a country that doesn't speak your language, so not Definitely. as many people travel especially from Britain to Europe. I'm not sure about European countries within themselves, but it's not really done as much as Americans travel within America yeah, so they are very much separate places
0: if you want to look at it, yeah
1: on that kind of yeah. perspective
0: um. You said that you did that with school trips. On school trips, it sounds a lot different than, you know, my high yeah. school experience. Yeah. What, was, what was, like, high school, middle school, you know, even grade school, you know, like for you guys? Do you guys, you know, naturally sounds a lot more involved that you were going to, you know, European countries across the channel. Yeah. So, I mean, did you guys, I mean, did you guys, I don't even know where to start with that. Did you guys, like, have more variation in classes? You know, what kind of classes did you take? Um or do you want me to go like chronologically
1: through them how it works have at it yeah. sounds like a plan to me cuz uh, you start off um similar to the US system where you go go to school at age 5 or so and then you have 3 years of elementary school roughly then after that is like the equivalent of middle school so this is going from uh like we call you don't call it grade we call it like a year so year 3 year 4 year 5 year 6 is like middle school and then so that Yes, do me think. Year six. Oh, wait, hold on. Yeah, okay. Yeah, after year six, you go into year seven, eight and nine, which is actually the equivalent of US middle school. Yeah. So grades um, six, seven, eight. Okay. And then after that, you have grades ten and you have grades ten and eleven, which is when you're doing like, which is like a freshman, sophomore years of high school, mm-hmm. and that's when you're doing your like uh, exams, main exams that like give you the base qualifications, a bit like getting a high school diploma. Okay. And then after that, you're going to what we call college, which is in the would would be in your junior and senior year of high school.
0: Wow! So you guys start a lot earlier with, yeah. like, so like when, graduate when you, yeah. level classes.
1: Yeah, so, it, like I said, when you're doing those classes in your freshman and sophomore year, or the, uh, the equivalent of you do a thing called um, GCSEs, um, which stands for General Certificate of Secondary Education.
0: Yeah.
1: And you do about 10 of those, so you're doing about 10 different subjects.
0: Wow. Yeah, I
1: did 11. Um, and then, after that, you become more specialized when you go to what we call college, like I said, and you do what we call A-levels. Mm-hmm. And you'll be doing Usually, the max is four A-levels. So you really condense your study
0: path. So You pick a field, basically. Basically, a bit like, yeah. A lot like
1: our colleges
0: here, but, I mean, naturally, you're starting a lot earlier.
1: Yeah, so it has its pros and cons because, you know, if you know what you want to be, then you can get started early, you know, get on with it. But if you were (laughs) like me, you didn't really know what you wanted to do, it's kind of a, a bad thing because it makes you, it forces you into a path, which I managed to get out of because I thought I was a sciences kind of guy, but I'm not. I mean, I did well in them, but I just didn't really enjoy them because yeah. I took um, biology, math, physics, and chemistry. So that was... Damn, you it was a lot of, Yeah, I was busy. So <laughs> that's how that worked. And then and then once those college years are over, um, that's when, like, the U.S., university system and the uk university system like match up yeah
0: so that's when i'm at the same level okay so so you kind of have like uh i guess you'd call it like entry level college yeah let yeah. your last two years of high school
1: yeah kind of yeah okay. that's, that's a good way of describing it um but going back to school experiences uh a lot of it was language based because that wasn't that's not like a trend it's just our school happened to be um happened to have a specialty of languages. So for a few years, I had to study both, both French and German. So you like
0: fluent in well, French and German? Now. God, no, I'm not fluent by <laughs> any means.
1: Um, I could try and uphold a conversation possibly more f- in French than German. I mean, um, yeah, you
0: got me a beat. The only foreign language I ever took was Latin. Really? What good is that going to do me?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not really a language kind of person. That's what I got my worst grades in, but that's what I had to do. And then also I did a bit of um, Arabic as well. Oh wow. So that that's a hard language by
0: the way. It's I could I can only language. imagine I've heard yeah. that and like Chinese are two artists in the world. Too. Yeah, it's crazy. Um I hope that answered your question on that one. <laughs> <laughs> um so what kind of like growing up what did you do, you know, with your free time? I mean naturally, you know, like what was the pop culture scene like and around here. You know, you're walking down the street, you hear some kid driving by with dubstep blaring, you know, yeah. or uh, you go to the football game on Saturday, yeah. basketball season now. You know, and in England, what was naturally you guys had soccer, but I'm sure there's, you know, other things you guys did too.
1: Yeah, um, I'd say that because, like I said, um, towns that tend to be more concentrated. Um, for me, at least, I was more focused on after school just hanging out with my friends because they yeah. lived literally like a stone's throw away. Oh, you know, It was convenient. nice. Like, where I lived was on, like, an estate, and, you know, I had, like, 15 different friends, all from my classes and stuff, just live right next to me, so we'd all mm-hmm. go out and kick a soccer ball around or something like that. Um, there are a lot of similar things, like, they have soccer clubs, um, things like that you can get into. I never really did any of that because I, you know, had all the entertainment I really needed. Man, clubs are kind of expensive, I'm sure. Yeah, well, it <laughs> depends on the club. And then... Um, I'd say, I mean, there's not so much the whole like, football games, the high school kind of thing. There's not, like, a lot of kids are more associated with their school, like after school and stuff, with mm-hmm. um, extracurricular activities, but that's not so much the trend in, in the UK, I'd say. So, you know, you'd do anything that an American kid would do as well, go to the movies, um, you know, there was an ice skating rink, things like that, bowling.
0: Sounds um, sounds really similar It's pretty similar, it yeah, it's, it's
1: subtle differences. Yeah, you know, you'd know, you know, you in one place from the other, but at the same time, you wouldn't feel like you're that far yeah. away from home,
0: outworldly, you know, yeah. moving from one place to the other. So yeah. it, it's been kind
1: of an easy transition. Yeah. for yeah. us. yeah. I mean, uh, I, it has been easy because um, I've been visiting for ten years, like every six months or so. So it wasn't like I was just completely thrown in the deep end. It was. Yeah. It's been a very
0: gradual transition. Yeah. So, is there a like, are the people? Is there a mindset difference? Like, I mean, naturally, you know, you can. You can. Uh, I hear from a lot of Europeans, you know, you can pick out an American like a sore thumb. Yeah. And they just say, <laughs> Europe. But I mean, is there, is there like, you know, living one place and living in the other? Can you tell like a significant mindset difference between, you know, U.S. teenagers and English and British teenagers?
1: Um, I'd say if you're talking about our generation, so our age... Uh, or just in general,
0: even. Yeah,
1: okay, if, general would probably be easier. Um, I'd say that there's more ignorance in this country to the rest of the world. Don't and that's, <laughs> that's not something that I resent or I don't like. I think it's completely understandable. This country is has been number one for a long time, so why do mm-hmm. you need to know about number two? Um, Still not good, in yeah. my opinion, but, but... But yeah, I mean, like I've, <laughs> I've come to just understand it and not, you know just have a, that kind of negative outlook on it. And also this country geographically is just away from the rest of the world pretty much. Yeah. You know, you've got Canada above you and Mexico below you. And yeah. There's not really That's much about else. it. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas people, I'd say in the UK, they have to be aware of what's going on in the world. And that also connects to, you know, the European the Brit- Union. Yeah. And, like and then the British empire as well, which just yeah. has made the British psyche, be more aware of the world around them Mm -hmm. because they want to control that world yeah pretty much so like i've noticed one of the um, big differences is that not many people here actually sit down to watch the news you know you may have cnn on the background but a thing that a lot of british people do is six o'clock the news is on let's sit down and see what's going on in the world
0: yeah yeah my family would do that whereas i I don't really see that in many americans so you guys just like sit down dinner you know watch the news and see what's going on it does sounds a little bit different you know i can't yeah. say my family ever did that we'd always have a plane in the background or something like that we'd be working have it playing you know no, and the
1: bias is <laughs> on the news company though, <laughs> oh right? it's bad it's it crazy I, trust me <clears throat> I mean, they don't just they don't seem to take it as seriously as um like the bbc
0: i'd say you know? Yeah. But yeah that doesn't surprise me I mean, from every, every news channel i've watched maybe that might have something to do with it even you know yeah everywhere you look it's Biased beyond belief. Oh, yeah. So one one wing or the other yeah. it seems like you know American politics are getting that way either. But I digress. That's a yeah. totally different topic. Speaking of like dinners and eating, you know, is uh, do the British eat you know similar foods to the Americans or do you guys have a different
1: diet or? I'd say it's it's pretty similar apart from those staples like fish and chips or. Yeah. Um, God, I can't even think of any others now. It's been so long since I've <laughs> eaten. <laughs> My own food. Um, like, you always find those, that fish and chip shop in an English town. There's one right near me called Pilton Fryer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that's just, that's you wouldn't find that anywhere else in the world. Um, I'd say the diet, though, is similar. You got, you know, I know there's not really many differences because when you say foods, if there's going to be a difference, it'd be like the difference between your diet and a Chinese person's diet. That's different. Yeah. Whereas for us, it's pretty much the same stuff. Yeah. You know, you got your McDonald's and whatever, and then you got, this. if you were to look in an American fridge and you were to look
0: in an English fridge, it wouldn't be that much difference. Yeah. I mean, that might have something to do with globalization and, yeah, you know, probably I'd say. international fast food businesses and stuff yeah. like that. But um, did you, um, another big thing that I always wondered about, like, did you ever have a job in high school? I mean, naturally, the school systems were a lot different. Yeah. Um, so how'd that work? Did you work through the school? Because I know some kids do that here yeah did you uh um well
1: i know that in high school um well from what i've heard especially in your last year maybe junior or senior year people do that kind of work study thing Mm -hmm. so but that's that's not really a thing that happens in the uk mainly because those last two years of what we call college are not compulsory in any way you're there because you want to be education is only compulsory up to the age of 16 um, after that, you are there for, on your own merit. So you have to basically you get a schedule and you'd work a work work in a work schedule around that schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but my first job was actually as a paper boy, paper round. That <laughs> all was right, fun. All right. It was terrible pay, but and getting up every morning. Money's it? money, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So that was where I had that until I was about fifteen, I think, from like age thirteen to fifteen and then after that I was working in a store called Marks and Spencer which is like target I'd say
0: okay.
1: um but they they pride themselves in uh quality of their uh food and their um their clothing as well so I'd work there like on a sunday uh part time so um I'd say that not many people actually work when they're in school um but you know I was one of the few
0: that did cuz I like to have spending money yeah oh <laughs> Yeah. Trust me, I'm feeling the, the pain now of not having some spending yeah, money. Yeah. Um how much like I mean, were minimum wage differences like was it different in the in Britain than it is, you know, getting that pay stub might um, have been a little smaller or? Well, currency you've gotta look at the difference in currency. Yeah.
1: Um one 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 pound um gets you roughly one dollar sixty. Um, I think minimum wage in the UK is like 4 pounds 75 which is roughly 725. Okay so, it so it's not that pretty much difference. similar yeah and also there are a lot of employers discriminate depending on your age. I don't know if that's the case in the UK. So for example if you're under 18 they pay you a smaller amount than if you are over 18 and under 21 and then yeah. if you're
0: over 21 you get a bigger wage.
1: So, so they do it like
0: that. Pretty similar. Yeah. Uh, do people people bitch about taxes yeah. as much as they do around here? No, not nearly as really? much. Really, I'd say
1: Europe. Europe is a lot more socialist in their stance um, towards taxes. Um, that seems to be an inherent Americanism that people don't seem to want to pay taxes, and that they all seem to think that they have to just look out for themselves. Um, yeah, I, I've never really understood it. I, I can see where they're coming from. I mean, it may have been relevant, uh, 150 years ago during yeah. the you know frontier days, but today oh yeah it's it's much more you yeah know, you it's this system is so integrated that you have to be able to look be, be able to look out for other people
0: yeah so oh, you I mean pay taxes this guy is it's just kind of funny because I mean you know naturally I know Europe in general pays phenomenally more taxes than Americans yeah and, you know here we are complaining about it Yeah. So I, know, it's, I find it kind of funny I've always wondered about that um yeah. well um what about like pop culture clothing what was popular you know that uh that aspect. Did you guys, you know, dress the same way as, you know, Americans do or uh, I would say it's not that different but there's a lot more I don't know, weird dress coats.
1: Like <laughs> guys in, in America don't really bother with hair gel. You know, if you do bother with hair gel you looked upon a bit funny, but I don't know, just <laughs> all the English English kids wanted to have hair gel and stuff and I think it looks silly. Like yeah. my brother, he's fifteen or so. And,
0: it's going wears like that, like really hipster. That? Not like
1: just like you know fringe and spikiness. Not really mohawk or anything yeah, like that. Yeah. I don't know. I never really followed it because I just don't really care that much about that kind of stuff. Um, and then clothing, I'd say, is a bit more like hipster. Yeah. That's yeah. how I describe it. I know it's hard to really describe. You got you kind of get a feel for it. Like I always used to play the game in the airport it's like could I spot an American from an English person <laughs> you, know, you can tell by the way they dress
0: you pick it up so they really do stick out like a sore thumb yeah <laughs> alright uh, one last question uh, if there's one thing you wish every American could know about England what what would that be? Um, see I don't want to say
1: something you know be as offensive as you want I mean <laughs> no, seriously I wasn't going to go for offensive I just wanted to say something like funny like not Eng- all English people have top hats and stuff. Tea and crumpets.
0: Yeah, tea
1: and crumpets. <laughs> um, a lot, okay, a lot of, um, I've been asked this question a lot because a lot of Americans, when they first meet me, they think, oh, you're from England, that's really cool. You know, they you know want to talk to me and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And they ask me, do... do English people think the same things about Americans that Americans think about English people and that's not at all the case Mm -hmm. a lot of there's a lot of negative thoughts towards Americans from English people um, just because they they just don't look upon the country in a good way Um, that could be due to foreign policy culture and invasion things like that there's a whole bunch of reasons but that's so I'd say that if you were to travel to the UK depending where you are if you um, if you're not going to be in like a tourist kind of area, just with the kind of people, just don't advertise yourself.
0: Yeah, be ready for.
1: Yeah, just don't keep, walk
0: around with a camera on your neck, kind yeah, of. Yeah, that. <laughs> that
1: kind of. Because I like I took my girlfriend back with me over winter break last year, back to England, and you know she got a few frowny faces, and you know got a couple of people shouted, just like oh American things like that. But you know it's not like it's a
0: dangerous country. Just yeah, don't go being an idiot basically <laughs> don't don't be uh, what's the word I'm looking for Dense. Um yeah don't be dumb
1: <laughs> yeah it's you know you're a guest in that country so
0: yeah
1: uh, like uh, American, a lot of Americans would think that they own that country or something like that that they're kind of arrogant yeah. I say that's, yeah. That's don't be the, arrogant. That is that's the I was main word. Forward. I think that's the best way to describe it.
0: That, yeah, if I was gonna sum up that last two minutes of speech, don't be arrogant. <laughs> <laughs> All right, All right. That'll do it. Well, thank you so much for sharing your time and insight with us, Adam. No um that wraps up the Plat Avengers international interview. Be sure to tune in next time for another round of international insight from another guest from another country somewhere on the planet Earth.